Everything as a Service Journal is an online publication built to help technology solution providers identify and quickly tap into new sources of recurring revenue. Welcome to the Zazzcast. I'm your host, Jay McCall. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the fundamental tools used by MSPs, RMM, Remote Monitoring and Management. Uh, While these tools have been around for more than a decade, helping MSPs keep track of their customers' IT equipment, they play an increasingly critical role in the evolving work landscape, which now includes a large percentage of the workforce working remotely for at least part of their work week. In addition to that, we've seen an increase in cybersecurity threats. And as you'll hear today, RMM plays an increasingly important role in helping MSPs address those issues. Joining me today to discuss these matters and share insights on how MSPs can use RMM to address these challenges is Mark Whiffen. He's the Senior Product Manager for Barracuda MSP. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so a lot has happened uh, over the past 18 months. Um, you know, one of the big recurring themes we're hearing about is, you know, the shift to remote work. Initially, that was going to be something temporary with the pandemic, but it's actually something workers really like to be able to work remotely, at least for part of their work week. In addition to that, we've you know seen a major increase in cyber criminal activity, um, ransomware, and all kinds of other malware threats. Uh, all this has changed, you know, the managed services landscape significantly. Tell me, you know, before we you know, delve into the topic of RMM, what are you hearing from your MSP partners? Yeah. So interestingly enough, we do um, a partner advisory council, a PAC, where we meet with our, you know, very, uh, you know, well-established communicative, communi- good communication with uh, with our MSP. So we, we do this probably twice a year, we do this event and so part of it is, you know, we go in and we talk about, you know, our plans are not just a roadmap session, but we also brainstorm with them about a lot of a lot of different parts of where the industry is going. They provide us a lot of direction on where their, you know, where their business is going, where their model is, is going and, and the problems they face. And we, you know, we, we have a, a really great dialogue. We have great MSPs that we partner with on that. So about two years ago, we did um, we did one and, you know, we talked a lot about the strategy and, and where where they were going. And there was a lot of, you know, conversation around this shift from on-premise to digital, you know, to, to whether it's cloud hosted, et cetera. And, and, you know, it was a slow rolling continual process. And then that was, that was just literally a month or two before the whole pandemic hit, hit us, particularly here in North America and, and things started really being impacted. And through that process, what was really interesting was we did a follow-up with the, you know, with our, with our PAC customers about, early into the pandemic, but, you know, three, four months into it. And the very initial reaction from the MSPs is that they were anticipating losing about 20% of their business. They they thought it was going to be, you know, because a lot of that first wave, there was some business were impact, they were cutting back, there was a lot of scaling back the business. And so the MSPs were, were really a little nervous, a little tense, because they were seeing, you know, um, that that indication that business was going to drop. And in that pack that we had, they were you know, the takeaway was they were anticipating losing about 20% business. Interestingly enough, we did another follow-up six months and then a year later, and the stories changed. It changed drastically. It went from, you know, we were anticipating about 20% loss to um, six months later, 
after that, it was there, they're, you know, swamped. And then a year later, when we did another follow up, and the conversation was, they can't find staff there, you know, as the digital transformations happen, as a lot of different activities have happened, the MSPs are, are just, you know, there it's 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 a it's a roller coaster ride there you know especially the most established ones the mature msps who understand what you know how to deliver services and have good portfolios they're just they're like overwhelmed so what we really seen you know as a result was that that accelerated shift from that slow moving uh, you know, digital transformation, moving stuff from on-premise into cloud-based services just accelerated. It ramped up in that 18-month period that we were able to track kind of like a, you know, a time lapse. We really saw it go from that that slow process to all of a sudden the MSPs were were really being, you know, really being stretched. Um, there's so, so you start seeing a lot of that. And it's that it's not only, you know, that they had to support the customers moving from, you know, a work office to a home network, but they really had to be able to, you know, in some situations, depending on the type of business that the MSP was, they either had to, you know, work with the SMBs, IT people, because they were adopting SaaS platforms, or in some cases, the MSP was actually responsible to help migrate that entire business operation to be able to move their entire e-commerce platforms into some type of cloud-based that was also, you know, accessible from the, from the remote uh, locations and, and everything like that. So throughout that entire process, what we've seen is the MSPs were, you know, working frantically to be able to deliver the SMB services and be able to allow the SMB to evolve, pivot, and and grow through the through that whole shift. But also on top of it, they had to, with one hand, fend off a lot of different cyber criminal activity that was occurring. You know, had to make sure that they were, you know, scaling their business. But on the other side. They also had to do this internally for their own operations. They had to make sure they were secure. They had to make sure, you know, they were they were well prepared to be able to scale the business because as a business owner themselves, the MSPs were finding it very necessary to, to be able to do some of the same stuff that they were offering as, as business uh, opportunities for the SMBs. So it really was a lot, there was a lot of pivoting, whether it was just the devices were moving out of the traditional kind of closed network into this BYOD, more encompassing view, but we really did see a lot of it, uh, a lot of change and a lot of MSPs were really under pressure because on top of that kind of accelerated chronology around, you know, digitally transforming a lot of business services, they also had to do it in a way that they were still delivering all core IT functions and doing it with this newfound threat uh, that has accelerated with it, which is the cyber, cyber criminal activity. So we really did see that, you know, the MSPs were, were in a situation where they were trying to, you know, incorporate a lot of new services, trying to bring it on as security services, trying to do digital transformation, trying to staff up or at least remote work through all of that, it was, it was, you know, an extremely resilient time for MSPs to be able to evolve and pivot. And well, you know, the, the final takeaway for us was the MSPs are, you know, they're looking for the right products, the right vendors that can tell the security story. They're looking for a way that they could still, you know, accelerate that growth uh, and yet protect themselves against particularly say, you know, supply chain attacks that were on the, on the rise. So it was a really uh, trying, and it's still continually trying for the MSPs, but we're really seeing a lot of success because, you know, they're very innovative and they find a way to kind of pivot their business model and their own security journeys to align with vendors that are really helping them out in that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. So with employees now split between preferring a return to the traditional office structure 
and others wanting to continue working from home. What is your advice? What should MSPs prioritize to secure their customers' remote and hybrid workforces? What what should MSPs be thinking of when it comes to building a well-rounded technology stack to protect their customers? Yeah, that's it's and you know to kind of play on that MSP, you know, evolution, it's really been about being able to look at how they're able to deliver their services. The RMM is such a fundamental player. We call it the foundational tool because if you want to scale your business, that economy of growth, the economy of scale is is defined by the RMM. It is this it's it's your IT tool, it's centralized management. It's, you know, has a lot of different of power that allows you to be able to monetize your solutions as an MSP. So you really need to be focused on, you know, uh, the integrations, uh, a lot of different aspects of the RMM uh, become super highlighted uh, because that's how you're going to grow your business. You're going to scale without the RMM. I mean, you might be able to, you know, a strong MSP individual may be able to support 40 or 50 devices, but with an RMM, in place in the scale, that centralized IT allows them to be able to support, you know, three, four, maybe even stretch it to 500 devices per person. So it's, it's about the scale and it's about monetizing on that. So when you, when you take that, that, that scale, and then you talk about it in that hybrid workforce model, what we really see is that you have to be able to support you know, dispersed work locations, uh, more complex infrastructure. It's not just traditional uh, remote devices behind a firewall uh, or just a VPN solution. It's it's different types of uh, devices. It's different layers of 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 access required to be able to get to the various resources, whether it's, you know, SaaS platforms or whether it's still some legacy on-premise deployments. It's still a lot of uh, layering. And so you really need an RMM that's able to um, enable the clients to be able to do their best to support their businesses. They still need to be able to deliver their services and their products, but the RMM needs to be able to grow and work and evolve with that. And yet at the same time, it really needs to shine a spotlight on any type of security interface that you need or security solutions because your RMM is, is generally the tool you're going to live and breathe and spend the most time in uh, to be able to support your customers. So you really need to double down and focus on that um, you know, that ability to to monitor the solution. So it's not just deliver the IT, but it's deliver the IT with a security in mind because an IT solution that's, you know, exposed or vulnerable is certainly not something that's going to be a strong business model for an SMB for or for the MSP brand. They really need to protect themselves. So the RMM is has become that centralized, it's always been a centralized IT hub, but what it what we're seeing now with the hybrid is that it also needs to be the centralized security hub. So you really, you get that that blend where, you know, uh, it's not just device, it's users. There's a lot happening and the, and the RMM needs to be able to be flexible and grow with that to be able to protect the users, the devices, the data, uh, you know, the infrastructure it's, it's all contained on. Yeah, that's important points. And, you know, what you said that really struck me is that, you know, these tools have, have the ability to, you know, enable an MSP to, you know, service nearly tenfold as many customers as they could without it. I mean, that, that's, that's, uh, well, that's uh, the, that's, yeah, that's the big. power and that's the, the scale, right? That's, that's why the RMM is so important for an MSP. And that's why we call it the foundational tool. It's exactly what you're saying. It's that, you know, that 10 time, that tenfold ability. I mean, that's money. Otherwise, you without that tool, you have to have more on-premise uh, interaction. You know, you, you lack that centralized and you lack that remote capabilities that you need. 
Yeah. You know, and I don't know, you know, what percentage of our listeners right now might already have an RMM tool, or maybe there's, you know, some just getting started that are, might be looking, but I think regardless, it's, it's important. Uh, there's so many different offerings out there. What, what do you see? What are some of the important differentiators between uh, some of the, the tools out there that, you know, might distinguish one from another that, you know, if, if someone's trying to evaluate, what, what should they be looking at? Uh, great question. I, I think it's, e and even for, not even just for the ones starting out, I think it's for people who've, you know, maybe gotten a little complacent with their tools. Sure. Um, as, as the business models shift, you really want to make sure that you're on top of your game. Uh, and I, I, I love that question because I think it highlights the two, to me, I, I, I boil it down to two fundamental areas that, that MSPs just have to be very considerate with their RMM and it's security and integrations. Those really are the two key elements that you, you can't afford to be without. Um, from an RMM perspective, even the most small junior RMM, you know, uh, that's growing, trying to gain maturity in the market space, they're complex products. It, it solves a complex need by MSPs. So as you get into the more mature products, the ones who've been around 10, 15 years, you, you discover that these products, this centralized IT product, this RMM tool, offers so much power and flexibility and versatility to the MSPs that, you know, that centralized IT management is core. But when you layer in what does it do, what, what's important, you know, it's more than the IT tool. It's how it does it and what's the power and influence it has. And security and integrations really are those two key features. So when I talk about integrations, the, the one that stands out for me is, look for, you know, security-based vendors, look for security-based products and solutions that will allow an MSP the flexibility to offer a cybersecurity defense. So really about being able to hammer in those integrations. Uh, you look for RMMs that are, you know, that have some of the key big uh, integrations that people want. You want a, a really strong antivirus, an antivirus that has, you know, machine learning, AI capabilities, that has a very large global footprint. So you get the 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 ability to be able to scale, um, you know, and to be able to to recognize attacks at you know uh, on zero hour and not after the fact. PSA tools are always in, you know always so important for um, for an MSP's business. They use that so so heavily for their billing and and a lot of their provisioning data. Backup and disaster disaster recovery is also something that you just have to have a lot of focus on. So those are some of the key integrations that you really want to have, and the ones that overlap with you know with the security obviously I think deserve the lion's share of the attention. So backup solutions, antivirus. Uh, patching, patching is another big one. So, looking for those key those key features and services, particularly, like I said, the ones that overline integration and security, uh, it's a really it's a really big player. So, you know, once you have the integration portion, and to put it into context of what security means, I think the security has really been amplified. MSPs had and the SMBs have had to survive two different supply chain attacks that have been really heavily, you know. Uh, discussed and evaluated. So it, it, they know the threats are out there. And so everybody's trying to, to find the best way to address that. I know after the most recent one that happened, we had a lot of conversations, um, you know, and we wanted to be able to give, give a lot of feedback to MSPs to try to try to offer them, you know, advice on, on some of the steps that they can do to try to help secure themselves. But it's really, you know, really what, one of the key takeaways is that, um, 
every MSP wants to have something that they can bring in and be able to highlight the security, the strength of the networks and the customer sites so that it's, it becomes an easy solution to bring in. Um, and so what I think is really important is being able to continually assess that security footprint, being able to generate a security posture uh, and and bring that to the customer so you have some type of format you can give them. So being able to integrate the security, knowing what's out there, being able to, to, to bring, the, you know, as much of that layered security approach that you can bring to the table um, and then being able to visualize it. I think the days of being able to do a little bit of the shock and awe of going in with a, you know, seven binder solution and said, this is all your problem. This is your network assessment and, you know, your network binders, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven are going to tell you the state of your network. I think that's that's also a little impractical, and I think there's been a shift away from it. A lot of the conversations where are being asked is, "Well, I want your security. I want a security assessment. I want a security, you know, sort of a posture, but I want something that's consumable, easy to bring to my to my SMBs and show them. Here's a plan. Here's the growth. Here's where you're secure. Here's the areas we're going to work on. Here's how we're going to enable the business, and we're going to bring it. So having that visualized reporting structure, having that easy community communication so that you can not just talk security, but you can visually represent it uh, are two of, I think, strong areas that the RMM has really been shifting towards um, and being able to bring that for the MSP to the SMB's business is really a strong factor. So that scale in there, the scale of the RMM and tying it into security and integrations is really a key it's a key part of that RMM solution. Hey, just to help clarify one thing for me, when you talk about um, the integration aspect, you know, so I can imagine, you know, most MSPs, you know, would be using or in selling, you know, backup disaster recovery and multiple layers of security. But when you talk about integrated versus non-integrated, is is the idea that the benefit of integrated is you're able to see everything from we always hear the phrase one pane of glass or, or is there something additional when you talk about the integration aspect? No, it's, it's, it's a good point. So I think the, the, uh, the advantage of the RMM is that an RMM with maturity and with a, you know, a larger footprint and understands the scale and the economy. Um, you're right. That single pane of glass conversation is something that's been around a long time and there's a lot of value. So when I talk about the integrations, particularly around something like an antivirus, um, you know, and even knock and help desk because it allows you to scale your business. But when you when you look at those features, being able to integrate that into the RMMs, uh, I'm going to deviate a little bit from single pane of glass. The term that I find now um, is a little a little better, a little more accurate and resonates. I like centralized management. I find it works because it's not that the RMM has to just show you everything. It has the capability to interact and, and you know, correspond with a lot of the other tools. So in the case of an antivirus, you really want to be able to look at, well, what's happening on the antivirus? I don't want to have to look at multiple, multiple management consoles. If I can get the key takeaways, you know, that kind of, you know, maybe it's sort of like the 80-20 rule, but if I can get the key takeaways of what's happening on these particular systems, particularly yeah. antivirus, into the RMM, I don't have to keep looking through various consoles. So my chance of missing something critical or important that's happening with my integration products um, are, are kept to a minimum because I have it in that same management console. So one console, like I, I believe, when we when we do integrations with stuff like antivirus, we want it to be part of our, our say um, remote monitoring, 
uh, alerting systems within the RMM because you want that centralized management. The idea that from one console, I'm seeing if I have a performance problem on a machine or if I'm seeing a risk vulnerability that I have on a machine, I want that consolidated so I can act upon it and prioritize and make the right business decisions so I can support the SMB through their, you know, through their workload. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. How about for the million dollar question here? I'm going to ask you to predict the future and share with what you're seeing here. What what, what are your predictions and insights on what do you think 2022 might look like from a cybersecurity perspective and any advice on how MSPs can drive more business opportunities and win new clients? Yeah, that's, I mean, everybody wants that crystal ball, but I think, I don't think this one's as, um, as revolutionary as say, like I talked about the pack and, and seeing the evolution happen. I think right now it's it's a predict a bit more predictable for at least for the next six months or a year. I think it's really we know cyber attacks are going to grow. I, I kind of look at it. There's three key metrics that we always you know look at from a cybersecurity perspective. There's complexity, intensity, and frequency. We know that all three of those metrics are on the rise. We know that they're coming up with more complex ways to hack systems. The, you know, the intensity, uh, when they get through their ability to do more damage is continually increasing and the frequency by which it's occurring is more intense. So you're getting this, this three metrics grow. So MSPs, you know, and, and then take the recent, you know, in the last year to a year and a half, there's been multiple supply chain attacks that have really targeted MSP tools. So the MSP knows that, that, they're in a space where um, there is always the possibility, there's always that realm, and they have to be able to bring better security and layer security solutions into play. So they, I think you're going to see a bigger, you're going to continue to see an increase um, in the tools that uh, MSPs can use that will offer them easier integrations, easier outputs. When we talked about that antivirus solution, the idea of having that centralized management, you're going to see a lot more effort towards that. So I think you're going to see, continue to see more investment, especially on the RMM side of how can I bring in more security solution? How can I give you a better security portfolio? How can I give you a more secure aspect so you can do security assessments? You can do this cyclical approach of I create a baseline. I reevaluate it six months later. We make changes. We improve your security portfolio, but also at the same time, cybersecurity is going to evolve. Cyber threats are going to evolve. And so your security assessment uh, is going to be continual and ongoing. So I think you're going to see a higher inclination towards that and combining it with products that are easier to flag, easier to bring in that you know, XDR and manage SOC. I think you're going to see a, a, another large growth. I think budgets are going to free up um, you know, around those, because it's just something that, you know, it, there's a higher price for business. People are going to be able to pay it. They're going to be willing to pay it. Uh, and you combine that with some of the, you know, um, the, the, the federal government's already put out some kind of guidelines and stance around some of the cybersecurity principles that, so, you, so your communication is going to open up about that. You're going to have a bit more standardization on terms and assessments. So you're really going to see that risk and vulnerability model continue to grow. And I think the RMM and the MSP space are going to continue to grow with it because the ones that are able to come in and go to their customers and bring sales opportunities and sales growth and talk about securing your solution and being able to enable them to grow their business and enable them to bring in a better product and better services as it evolves, to tie it right back to the beginning with the digital transformation, as the SMBs grow and evolve, they need to be secure in it because they're opening up new, new potential areas of being exposed. 
Um, so you're really going to see that risk and vulnerability close the gap there. There's going to be a continual cycle, um, but I don't think that's going to end anytime soon. I think it's going to continue on as part of, it's going to become so ingrained to become business as usual. So your, your RMM as that foundational tool is also going to have to play back into that. So you're going to have to have more stronger security features, better security integrations, probably some more options. Um, I think, I think you're going to see some more flexibility in the markets. People are going to start looking at, you know, instead of having a one-to-one relationship, an RMM vendor may already have, you know, uh, one integrated antivirus. I think you're going to see where they're going to increase that portfolio because it's more important to have a service offering that allows proper layer of protection and vulnerability uh, assessment and then closing that gap. So you're going to see, I think, a lot more in that space. Um, mm-hmm. So as the cybersecurity evolves and, 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 you know, shifts, I think you're going to see a lot of, like I said, increased portfolios of security products uh, being integrated in. And you're also going to just see the the overall stance and service offerings continuing to grow. I'm not going to say that the MSPs are going to overtake the MSSP for the security service part of the business, but I do think that there's going to be a, a more harmonious conversation because people are going to understand the need for security. So the MSPs are going to build that into their daily conversations. So we're already seeing a lot of that. Um, you know, we're trying to see that 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 ability to look at gaps, help MSPs identify gaps, and then give them sales opportunities to be able to bring services and, and offerings that help. I think that's that's kind of where the crystal ball is looking right now. I think it's really, um, uh, it's going to be a big, it's going to continue to be a shift towards that because it's so important to be able to secure those centralized IT functions that that MSPs just have to offer. Yeah. You know, something you said earlier that really resonated with me too, is that, you know, MSPs at the early part of the pandemic were predicting like, you know, probably going to be down 20%, but it seems like, you know, the opposite happened that many companies performed like several years worth of IT upgrades over a short period of time to, you know, adapt to this new workplace and um, the new normal, as it's sometimes called. But it seems like, you know, there's there's been a transition for a lot of companies that maybe prior treated IT as a necessary evil to now seeing the advantage of looking at it more strategically. And definitely as you're talking about here, MSPs and the tools they're using, such as RMM, are playing a critical role in making that happen. Yeah. Well, and another element to it, you know, I find interesting is that I've had a few conversations and I'm starting to see this emerge a little bit more. It's a little bit kind of, you know, a different different focus on it. But there's there's certain security products out that are not they're not MSP focused. They're basically just rebrandable products. Mm. So it's a security product that's out there. But what what I think is is making some MSPs uncomfortable is that a lot of these security products coming from specialized or specific security vendors don't have an MSP focus. And what the drawback to that is that they sell direct to the channel. So they're more than happy to go in and try to, you know, if they see that, if they have any, you know, kind of inkling towards the SMB, um, they they have no problem trying to target that. So that's a little bit of a risk area. Um, as as this is growing fast, you know, some MSPs may be, may be inclined to pick up certain products that are uh, just, you know, rebranded security products because product, you know, the company sells direct and they sell to MSPs because oh. MSP is, you know, uh, is that channel by which they can operate. So there's a risk there. And I think that's that's also something we're seeing MSPs from a scalable approach had to be a little careful because they don't want to be able to go in and have somebody else, you know, say, I don't want that service because I can just buy that from other from another vendor and try it myself. 
Um, luckily, we're, you know, I think the mature ones have already countered that, but I think there's a risk to a lot of the up and coming MSPs because as that you, you were saying, right, as that change happens and the demand for staff gets tougher, you've got to start making smart decisions on what services you can offer because you have a, um, a, a vacuum in the staffing for those security features. So what we've seen also is there's been a bit of a, a leaning towards knock help desk, service desk type of, of offerings on top of managed, uh, you know, SOC. Um, SOC plays very strongly with cybersecurity, but scale and, and the economy of scale that we talked about at the beginning with the RMM, knock and help desk is something that we're seeing a lot more conversations happening now because MSPs are, you know, like we said, they, they thought there was going to be a, a dip in their services, but it turns out to be the opposite. It's actually growing. So as a result, you know, knock and help desk is a way for them to have that scalability so that they can still bring in services, you know, with, with experienced vendors um, and yet still offer all that layer of security that they want for their customers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, we covered a lot of ground here today, Mark. I really appreciate you. Um, uh, being with us on the Zascast, and I'll tell you what, I'll leave you the final word with you. Any you know final thoughts you want to leave uh, our, our listeners with in regard to you know RMM or you know looking toward the future? Yeah, I mean, I think we've had a lot of conversations, particularly you know recently. It's kind of ramped up also, and it really security comes to mind. Uh, it's always at the tip of the tongue for for MSPs, SMBs, and you know for us as vendors, we we pride ourselves on being a security vendor here at. Barracuda, it's, you know, we consider that our DNA. So, you know, I always say that just, just look specifically for products that enhance your security portfolio, because the worst you can have is a great IT solution, but have it exposed when it could have been secured. So it's just, just keep that, you know, keep that, uh, that continual conversation about security at the front and, and MSPs will be in much better shape to continue their, you know, their evolution. Excellent. With that, I want to thank you again and uh, look forward to having you back again on the show in the future. Oh, thanks again. I appreciate it.